0: in December of 1791 that was the ratification of our bill of rights the first 10 amendments to the constitution now and i'm going to go really quick on this cuz we did it friday that was all inspired by three documents john locke's 1689 thesis the two treatises of government which talked about protection of property uh A part of it was from the Virginia Declaration of Rights, authored by George Mason in 1776 as part of their state's Constitution. And, of course, in part from our own Declaration of Independence, the portions that were used were authored by Thomas Jefferson. Now, although the Bill of Rights is commonly referred to as the first ten amendments to the uh, Constitution, it's important to distinguish these from all of the other amendments. The former— are an integral part of the Constitution. In other words, they were used because the the authors of the Constitution felt like they had not fully embellished every thought that they needed to within the Constitution. That's why they passed all 10 at one time and they viewed them all as part of the original Constitution. Now, the distinction the addition of the Bill of Rights, was it was hotly debated back in the day by a lot of the founders, many who, who argued that the mere reiteration of these innate and unable rights of man within the Constitution might somehow imply that they are subject to amendment as if granted by a state. And they didn't want that. This should not be subject to amendment. Alexander Hamilton argued that. George Mason argued that. And as a result of Mason's insistence, the first session of Congress incorporated These ten additional limitations upon the federal government, for the reasons outlined by the preamble to the Bill of Rights, the conventions of a number of the states having at the time of their adopting the Constitution expressed a desire in order to prevent misconstruction or abuse of its powers that further declaratory and restrictive clauses should be added, and as extending the ground of public confidence in the government— Will best ensure the beneficent ends of its institution. They were worried that they did, if they didn't come out with the Bill of Rights and say, just in case you missed it, here's where we stand on these things. They were trying to really hammer this out and hammer it home because they didn't want the federal government getting totally out of a line. Let me put it this way this is as delicate as I can do this. Please remember, I'm not a constitutional expert. Here's what I think. I think when you have these gentlemen who came from under British rule and oversaw a war and, 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 and paid for the democracy that they declared back in July, when all that was going on, they were rather clear. We need to make sure that the states understand that they've got some heavy lifting to do because there's not that much power we're going to directly give to the federal government. Now, I don't know if you had the chance to do it over the weekend. I encourage you to do it. I don't know if you had the chance to get there. But um, we're going to read through a little bit of what it was that came out in um, the Bill of Rights because these Bill of Rights— Although technically amendments to the Constitution, the fact that they were the first 10, the fact that they were admitted all at one time, the fact that they were ratified just like the Constitution itself kind of places them in an elite state. Can they be amended or done away with? Yes. Technically, yes. But it's a procedure that I'm not sure any of them can get through. I I really don't think they can. You have to have two-thirds of both of the houses of Congress saying this is what we need to do. And then it has to be approved by 75% of the states. It's Not going to happen. I mean, it's just not – it's never happened. And it's not going to happen here. There's so much I want to talk about, I'm afraid about time, but if we can, I'd like to talk about them. What about this whole thing that we hear about, you know, like the the fairness and getting in there, and can we get in there and can we make some tweaks to the Constitution that we need to? Yes. Um, Adding an amendment, deleting an amendment, but when you try to touch the Bill of Rights, I'm here to tell you, you're not going to get that done. That is not going to happen. Not only today, but any day. Some will still try to push for it, but they're, they're beating against the wind. It, it just can't be done. The Bill of Rights is as enshrined as the Constitution itself. If you go and try to start and open a constitutional convention, which you can do, everything still passes. It has to go through both houses of Congress at two-thirds. It has to get ratified by three-fourths of the state Very difficult. Extremely difficult. I mean, we're in a time when we can't even decide that men are men and women are women. We can't even decide that this is a fair thing to be able to say in public, and that's not. We we can't even begin to live out. Look, the reason to get rid of part of the Bill of Rights is not because you can't live by it. The very fact that you get your ire up because you can't live by it, you don't want to live by it, you don't like the pressure it puts on you, that tells me the Bill of Rights is probably doing its job. Governing is not supposed to be easy. It's actually supposed to be a little bit difficult. Somebody sent me a text, and they're absolutely correct. Abolishment of an amendment happened once. The 21st Amendment, which abolished the 18th Amendment. What was that? That was the amendment on pro- on prohibition, and they, you know, after they did the 18th, and they came back on the 21st and did away with it. And even then, even then, even though an awful lot of America was for that abolishment, that was not an easy thing to get through. It it took them quite a while, quite a bit of haggling and arguing and lecturing and legislating to get both houses um, to uh, come together with an understanding on that, and then to get the approval by the requisite number of states. Um, Somebody wrote me over the weekend, and they said, uh, well, what would would President Biden have to do to alter one of the uh, amendments? President Biden can't. It's laid out in the Constitution. The way it's done is it has to be done through a convention of states where— the states call for it to happen, and it has to be two thirds, or it has to be seventy-five percent. Then both houses, the House and the Senate, have to approve it by a two-thirds margin, or the other way around. Uh, Congress starts it with the vote from the House and the Senate, and then it goes out to the various states so that it can be approved or not approved. Uh, so, so it's not an easy thing. Um, read in context, the Bill of Rights as a whole is both an affirmation of the unalienable rights of a man and a clear prescription upon the central government infringement on those rights as as often as they're trampled and abused by those who've sworn to support it and defend it our constitution the most notable judicial supremacists as jefferson called the judiciary Patriots must remain ever vigilant to sustain our rights. Why? Because they didn't want us to devolve and to become like England. Remember, in the context of when they lived, not us, they thought one of the worst things that could happen would be the defamation of where we are and understanding and trying to do away with some of our rights. Um, it, it's just, when, when you get some people think, well we'll, we'll, well, we'll just do this. You know, there were times when Donald Trump made me a little nervous. Well, I'll just do an executive order and yada, yada, yada. No, 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 no. If you start governing by way of executive order, What were executive orders put in place for? Do we know? Executive orders were put there because Congress would pass a law or a bill, and then it needed some refining because they weren't exactly sure how they were going to pull it off. And sometimes the president will give an executive order that would actually clarify what was going on with the bills that were coming out of Congress. It was not to create new law. It was not to banish previously approved law. That's not what it was for. And somehow, because in America, you know, we're the instant society. We want everything to happen right now. We want it to be done the way we want to do it right now, right then. Let's go. Let's get it done. And it sure is a whole lot easier to watch the president walk into his signing room and to have 15 or 20 members of Congress standing behind him with those Cheshire cat grins. And as he pulls out his pens and he begins to sign it, and there that's down and done. Yeah, but is it constitutional? Now, sometimes some executive orders by presidents fall into the line we talked about before, where they enhance the bills and the laws that were passed. Sometimes they are so obscure. I mean, if let me just grab one, and and this is not coming to mind that this is exactly what's in front of the court right now, but let's just take it, okay? We had the abolishment of Roe v. Wade. Toss it out. It did not say that amendments are illegal in the United States. What did it say? That the laws governing abortions belong at the state level, not the federal level. The federal government is stepping itself into an area where it should not be. No problem with that. That's exactly what it said. Um. Yeah, I, I, when we go through, when we get back, I want to call our attention to the Tenth Amendment, the last of the the Bill of Rights, because I think it takes everything and encapsulates it. And if we could, if we could understand that and live by it, not just as citizens, but if our if our Congress could live by it, it would change dramatically everything that we do or don't do or don't try to do. We want instant change. What's the matter with Jim Banks and Jim Jordan? What's wrong with these guys? They said they were going to go to Washington to stop this and that. Yeah. And if you look, a lot of times they've got the bills that they've pushed and that they've passed that would do just that. Well, then why didn't it get done? Because you've got other people in Congress that don't go along with it. And they're sitting there and they're saying, you know what? Uh, Banks, Jordan, I'm not voting for that. I don't see that as integral to the betterment of our country, so so I'm not voting for it. You can't do what the parameters of the voting power of your office allow you to do. When you step outside of that and you try to force it through, that's when you start getting into trouble. That's when you start causing a rift that might be more difficult than you could possibly imagine.